0: You found this podcast probably because you know a little bit about our ministry called Time of Grace and our passion about connecting people to God through all kinds of media. Well, did you know that we do a lot more besides just television and podcasting? If you check out our website, timeofgrace.org, you're going to find tons of ways to learn about the good news of Jesus, from daily written devotions to daily video devotions— Tons of podcasts, blogs, our Bible basic series called Bible Breath, and books and books and resources and more resources to help you in your walk with God. So if you're interested in any of that, just go to timeofgrace.org. In April of 1992, a man named Reginald Denny was driving his 18-wheeler through the town of Englewood, California, when he accidentally drove through a major riot that was taking place. He didn't know what was happening. But he ended up right in the middle of it and he came to a stop at an intersection where a number of people who were rioting, who did not know Reginald Denny, they, uh, they went up to his truck, they opened the door, they pulled him out and they started beating him. And they beat him badly. And they continued to beat him badly. There were news crews at the place where the rioting was taking place and so they were showing live video footage of what was taking place during uh, during all these riots and. There were four individuals who were watching on their televisions who saw what was happening to Reginald Denny, and they came to help him. They came to help him. They took him to the hospital, and in the hospital, he was in such bad condition that he suffered a seizure. They evaluated him, and his skull had 91 fractures. His eye was damaged. He ended up with permanent eye and brain damage, but he lived. Eventually, the police were able to identify and arrest a number of the individuals who did that to him, and it went to trial. After going through the trial, the charges were dismissed. They were dismissed. Everybody who heard him, they were free to go. After the verdict was announced, Reginald Denny got up from his seat, walked over to the other side of the courtroom where the mother of one of his attackers was. He gave her a hug. Gave her a hug. A couple of months later, a prominent talk show host at the time, Phil Donahue, invited Reginald Denny onto his talk show and on the same set was one of his attackers. And Phil Donahue asked Reginald Denny, is there anything you would like to say to him? He said, yeah. I forgive you, he said. And that, my friends, is why a whole lot of people don't want anything to do with Christianity. Because that doesn't seem right. When someone gets hurt, just to treat the people who did that to you as if it didn't matter. And that's, and that's once. I mean, what if, what if like a year later, They did the same thing again, just for kicks, because it was the anniversary of this big monumental moment that ended up on the news. Everybody went to hang out at the same location and find the same person, and what if they did it again? You think Reginald Denny should forgive them again? You think he should go find their mom again and give her another hug? Look him in the eyes after they hurt him again and said, say, I forgive you again? It's a good thing to forgive, but shouldn't there be a limit? That's a question that's on a lot of people's minds. Certainly nowadays, as one thing in common is we all sometimes get hurt by someone. And sometimes the hurt is ongoing. Sometimes it happens again and again and again. And the Bible talks about forgiveness and what a great gift it is and what a powerful difference it makes when we do forgive. But there's there's a hurt that comes along with the process of forgiving. with our limited ability to uh, <laughs> to take things as they come, should there be a limit on how often on how often we extend forgiveness? Back in Jesus day, the rabbis of Jesus day they thought, well, yeah, there should be a limit. It's like they thought sometimes people hurt you accidentally, and for that reason, they thought if if somebody hurts you up to three times, you should forgive them up to three times. Well, one day Jesus disciple Peter comes up to Jesus and he says to Jesus, well, Jesus is what if I do a little bit more than that? And he, and he more than doubled it, he said. He said, up to seven times? Should that be the limit? Should that be enough? And Jesus gave an interesting answer. It says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. We don't actually know if he meant literally 77 seems more likely that Jesus was using some good biblical symbolic numbers just to emphasize that our forgiveness towards those who hurt us should be unending. It should be unending. No matter what they did, no matter how much pain they afflicted, that we should forgive and forgive and forgive. And that's a hard thing to put into practice. Jesus knows that it is too. But it's a beautiful thing when it is. And you know that. Just for a moment, think of yourself. What's your biggest regret? Can you picture the person in your life that you've hurt most deeply? If you can, then picture someone different. Picture Jesus hanging on the cross. Picture him opening his mouth to say something. Picture his eyes looking in your direction. And then imagine that out of his mouth comes the words, Father, forgive them and know that he meant it. No matter what you've done, no matter who you've hurt, no matter the consequences that anyone has to live with, you are forgiven. God loves you. It is the greatest gift that anyone has ever given you. And it is a powerful gift when we give it to those who have hurt us. We'll talk about how to do that this week.